If you are under construction and committed to living life like it matters, you have found a home. Check us out on Facebook where we post new shows every day. Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. For information on my transformational leadership training where I teach you how to live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net. And if you have a spiritual appetite, check out my daily devotional with some wisdom from above at wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. The time is now to live life like it matters. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Well, today have we got a very special podcast for you today on living life like it matters. You know, the show you're going to listen to today, I recorded the day before the Supreme Court uh, put down the Roe v. Wade decision. And so today we're going to talk about dying to live. It doesn't matter where you fall on the abortion issue. We're dealing with people. We're dealing with people who get pregnant. We're dealing with people who are little children in the womb who are going to be aborted. We get into people who love God, people who hate God. We're getting into people who think it's the greatest right there is and people who think it's murder. One thing that's in common with all that is we're dealing with people and understanding and the realization that we live in a tough time. It's a strange time we live in and there's no moral compass. Uh, what is right and what is wrong is subjective and it's fluid uh, and it's hard to keep up. And so today, you're going to hear from uh, Jim Harden, Jim Harden, CEO of Compass, uh, Compass Care, sorry, Pro-Life Medical Clinic. Uh, he's not doing anything to hurt anybody. He's just wanting to provide options. He's wanting to give these women hope. Uh, they could be single. They could be on their own. Uh, they could be pregnant for whatever reason. Uh, and they don't have any hope. They don't know where to turn. And so when you don't have hope and you don't know where to turn, then you just survive, you get through the moment. And then we can make poor choices that forever alter our lives and the lives of other people. So I just pray that you keep an open mind and open heart. This is not technically about abortion, this is about people who see need and meet a need. This is about someone who's driven with a passion to make a difference, to make an impact. This is about how what happens to us early in life never goes away. It actually lays a foundation, a framework for how we do things, what stirs us, what drives us. And so James Harden is the CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services. He and his wife have 10 children. Matter of fact, Jim pioneered the first measurable uh, and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement, helping over 650 centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from premature death. I don't know about you. But that's something worth listening to. So I, I promise you'll enjoy today's conversation. It's not about abortion. Uh, it's about a man who has a purpose and a man who is driven. That's what this is about. So I hope you can listen to it with open hearts and open minds and open ears because it's all about understanding. we got to quit asking for justice because I promise you, when justice comes knocking at your door, you're not going to want to answer it. What we need to start asking for is mercy, grace, for understanding, forgiveness. Because if we want that and need that from other people, then we should understand that we should give that to other people. Because God says the same measure that you treat other people, I will measure back to you with a portion more. So enjoy today's podcast. I know I enjoyed the conversation. I think it'll move you in a good way. And I uh, look forward to when we get to meet again and come back together to work on the one person that we have absolute control over. And that is us. So enjoy today's conversation between Mr. Black and CEO Jim Harden of Compass Care. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. 
And don't forget the radio show, Like It Matters. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. You know, I like to call this the hour of power. You know, of all the organs we have in our body, you know, they all have a lifespan. They all have a shelf life. You know, you have uh, so many hearts of the old ticker, right? I mean, so many beats of the old ticker, right? So many pulses, right? You have so many breaths for your lungs, right? Um, You have so many walks in your legs. You got my point? Uh, Paul said that the uh, outer man is crumbling. The, The outer body is wearing away. Uh, but the spirit is renewed. You know, after the flood, uh, we got capped, get capped at 120. <laughs> we got capped, that's it. Uh, and you know, the cool thing about all that, the reason I say that is your mind, your brain, I should say, uh, you can touch your brain, maybe not your mind, but your brain uh, is the one organ that we have that has unlimited plasticity. It, uh, it never has to deteriorate. And so it can stay as young as you want. It can stay fresh. It can stay uh, mobile, uh, fluid. And that's what I love about this radio show. I want you thinking. You and I don't need to think alike. What a boring life that would be. What a boring world that would be. We're supposed to challenge things. The whole basis of science is to challenge things. I mean, God tells you to, to challenge your scripture. Check your scripture. I tell you anything I say that if I can't back it up with scripture, then it don't really matter. So, you know, we have to have a reason for what we believe. So I'm just, it's all about intelligence, logic, common sense. Can we all just get along? And there's no book of opinions in the Bible. There's no book of feelings in the Bible. You know, it's, it, the, the, the truth is the truth, and that's the way it is. The promise is the promise, and the fact's a fact. And so let's, uh, let's lay down some facts. Let, let's, uh, let's establish some truth therapy right off the bat. Today, we're going to take you to the front lines of the culture war. And don't, don't say, what do you mean culture war? It's a culture war. And if you don't know there's a culture war, or you're on the other team, or you're losing it. So, whatever. I mean, the Bible's pretty clear. It's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. So, uh, I don't think I need to get in the middle of you and your sins and God. I don't think you need to get in the middle of can't we all just get along? The Bible is clear. Uh, Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. Leave justice to God. And we might want to seek some mercy, some forgiveness, some understanding. Unfortunately, in this culture war, the most important right to many people in this country is the right to end a pregnancy at any point that that mother desires. It's all about convenience. Let's be honest. And, you know, we used to worship at the feet of Molech. Uh, a big cast iron object that you would, they would set with fire, be flaming fire inside and there'd be hands and you'd throw your babies in there and they'd be burned alive. So, I mean, we've, we've worshiped at the altar of Moloch before, but it's inconvenient. It's all about convenience. Everything's about convenience. And so in some cases, even in a botched abortion, a child lives. There are laws, and Barack Obama signed one as a state senator, signed onto it as a sponsor, that if that child is born accidentally, isn't that a weird saying, accidentally born, then the mother has a, a period to decide whether she wants to keep it. In other words, do you want the child killed? Or, of course, you wouldn't kill it. You would just let it not die. Uh, you wouldn't give it any aid. So, like you do a bug, you know. So... Today, today we're going to talk. We're going to go deep and put your big boy pants on. Pick a girl, big girl pants on. This is uh, you don't need to run from this. You need to be aware of the issues of the day. And even if you disagree, let's do it civilly. Can't we all just get along? We can disagree. God's God. He'll decide. See, it's one of the deciding issues of the day. Where do you stand on this issue? Are you pro-life or pro-choice? I don't care what you say. Yeah, God would not be a Republican. I get it. God would not be a Democrat. I get it. And he couldn't be a Democrat. He had a better chance of being Republican because the Democratic Party kicked him out, remember? But I'm going to tell you something that you don't like to hear, but I'm going to spit some truth at you. So put your big boy pants on. Put, put your big girl pants on. I'm going to tell you without a doubt, and I would bet my salvation on it, that in all situations, Jesus is pro-life. 
In matters of rape, Jesus is pro-life. In matters of incest, Jesus is pro-life. In matters of the worst tragedies and ways that a conception could take place, Jesus is pro-life. Now, I'm not Jesus, neither are you. That's why there's, when it's talking about love, there's agape love, which is unconditional godly love. There's eros, which is sexual love. There's um, phileo, which is brotherly love. There's storge, which is familial love. Right? But uh, agape, that's uh, 1 Corinthians, right? Agape love. 1 Corinthians 13. It's agape love. It's unconditional. See, God can do that. We can't. But that should be our striving. And so today, we're going to go deep. And this right that people say is in the Constitution, it's funny because I got the Bill of Rights right here. Do you know what the Bill of Rights is? It's one of the founding documents. There's a Constitution, there's a Declaration of Independence, it's all based on the Magna Carta, uh, right? Um, Bill of Rights. Now, you know what the Bill of Rights is? It's not a list of rights we get. You need to get this. What the Bill of Rights are taboo, off limits. Keep, get your dirty ape hands off me. That's what that is. These are things that the government can never take away from you. And Billy Graham used to say, a preacher ain't worth his weight if, unless he has a Bible in one hand, as a newspaper in the other. So your faith, if you can't apply it, if you've got to compromise, if you've got to uh, compartmentalize, if it's not part of your everyday life, then you're not about the Father's business. Faith is not an augmentation of your life. It is your life. Faith is not something you do on two nights a week and every 15 minutes every morning when you roll out of bed. Faith is your life. Faith is your reason for being. Faith is why you're created, to honor God, to worship God, to praise God. There's a Bill of Rights that says the government can never do this. The First Amendment is religion, speech, and press, assembly, petition. Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Third Amendment is courting of troops. Fourth Amendment is search and seizure laws. Fifth Amendment is grand jury, double jeopardy, self-incrimination. In other words, how you cannot indemnify yourself, or you have to indemnify, you cannot... Uh, uh, indict yourself, self-indicting. Sixth uh, Amendment, criminal prosecution. Seventh Amendment, common lawsuits. Eighth Amendment, excess bail or fines, cruel and unusual punishment. Ninth Amendment, uh, non-enumerated rights. That covers the whole gambit there. And then Tenth Amendment is states' rights. Those aren't rights that were given to us. Those are rights that said, keep your hands off them. And so in the process, somehow we've added to that list. The right to transgender sex change operations at five years old. The right to not have a prayer in school. The right to not listen to anybody talk about God. Right? We have all those rights. And the right to abortion was one they found as well. And so today we're going to go thick. We're going to go deep. And we're going to talk about this. But the cool thing is we're talking to a great man. We're going to have a man by the name of Jim Harden join us. He's CEO of Compass Care, pro-life medical clinic, which was firebombed in New York City earlier in the month. Reverend James Harden uh, is the CEO of Compassion Care Pregnancy Services. He and his wife have 10 children. Uh, Jim pioneered the first measurable and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement. He's helping over 650 centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from abortion. I don't know about you, but pre Premature death in children should be a concern of us all. Uh, that's why people made him get shots. And if we're concerned about premature death in little kids, then we should be concerned about it in the womb as well. And so today we're going to learn about Mr. Jim Harden. We're going to learn about life. We're going to learn about the battle. What's really going on? We're going to learn to walk in another person's shoes. Someone who's willing to die so that other people can live. And isn't that what the good book says is the greatest love of all? And so Mr. Harden... And his team are in the battle. They're on the front lines. And we're going to hear from this man. We're going to hear about the battle. So you want to join us? This is going to be a different take on an old subject. This is Black, and we'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. 
Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and we are back. And today, uh, we're going to focus on the education part. Uh, because we need to take some action and you need to know what you're doing. I believe that confusion is the enemy's number one weapon formed against us. And when we're confused, we don't act up, we don't speak out, we don't step out. And that's why it's interesting because the greatest commandment in the word of God is not about sex, drugs, or rock and roll. It's not about idols. The greatest commandment in the Bible is to remember. It's to remember not only who you are, but to remember whose you are. And if you are the father's son or daughter, then the world is against you. And so you've got to decide, are you going to be like the world as a child of God and have the world against you? Or are you going to be a child of God knowing the world's going to be against you and fight the good fight that God put you out here to fight? Because, you know, in the story of the prodigal son, think about this. The prodigal son went off and, and was in the pig slop. And think about this. If the prodigal son would have died in the pigsty, would he have died as a pig? Or would he have died as a prodigal son acting like a pig? And, of course, the answer is he still was a son of the father. He would have been a son who died acting like a pig. And when Jesus walked this planet, he said, I'm about my father's business. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get busy because there's a battle going on and there's only two teams. You're either on God's team or the other's team. That's it. Decide. You can't, you can no longer have one foot in each camp, uh, in each camp, in each kingdom. So, uh, June 7th, 2022, New York pro-life pregnancy center allegedly firebombed by left-wing group investigation launched. This is in Fox News. Graffiti reading Jane was here was found on Compass Care's Buffalo office. Authorities in New York launched an arson investigation after pro-life Christian pregnancy center in Buffalo was allegedly targeted by vandals and lit on fire. Early this morning, police and firefighters responded to smoke at Compass Care Buffalo's office. The building was firebomb. The windows in the reception room and nurse's office were broken, fires lit, graffiti on the building left by the arsonists referred to the abortion terrorist group Jane's Revenge, reading Jane was here. Pro-life group Compass Cares posting on its company blog Tuesday regarding the incident and talked about it. I want to end with this quote uh, here. It says, Compass Care CEO Jim Harden vowed, I love that word, because God always made vows and he expected us to keep our vows. Jim Harden vowed that the Pregnancy Center in Buffalo will rebuild and questioned whether New York leaders will investigate the incident and other attacks on pro-life centers. And unfortunately, because we are a father's children, we unfortunately know the answer. But let's go to the source himself. We are so blessed uh, to have a great warrior, a man of God who's fighting the good fight, uh, Compass Care CEO, Mr. Jim Harden. Jim, thanks for joining us on Like It Matters Radio. Well, thanks for having me. It's really an honor to be here. I got your voicemail, and I kept it because it was so encouraging. I'm going to go back and listen uh. to it again. <laughs> oh, man, you make me blush, man. You make me blush. Thanks, brother. I'm just, you know, I was told my wife, you know, I've been doing this seven years. I go, man, this is hard. I go, it's taking me seven years to kind of just to start getting okay at it. And she goes, she looked me in the eye, Jim, and this is so powerful from our wives. She looked me in the eyes, and she said, honey. You know, people go to school for that, right? <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, you're right, honey. They do, don't they? So, uh, you know, I'm a leadership you, you, trainer. Okay. Go ahead. What? You've been to the school of hard knocks. It's the school you went to. It, 
Amen. No, yeah, right. And, you know, but I think God allows that. God trusts some people more than others. I think you know that. Um, you know, pain creates a chasm for joy to fill up. And Jesus Christ was known as the man of sorrows. And, uh, you know, he wasn't known as the man of guffaw. He wasn't known as the man of happy-go-lucky, right? He was known as the man of sorrows. And, and I think you're a reverend, correct? You're pastoring, too, as well? Yes, I am. You know, I always ask this interesting, and I'm not going to quiz you. This isn't Jeopardy Jr. So, uh, but, you know, what was Jesus' number one way he self-identified? What, do you know what his number one way he identified himself with everybody else? His number one way of self-identifying. Um, son, of, son of man. It was son of man. man yeah. He he self references of son of man. So before we go uh, into the big issue, what we're talking about, let's go into the, the you. So how how does Jim self identify? You know, what's your backdrop? You know, in NLP we call it uh, uh, your family of origin. In transactional analysis, it's called life scripts. Uh, in theater, it's called your backdrop. So give me a little background. What was your childhood like? What what created the drive that you have today in you? Well, I think first of all, I'd have to say I'm I'm a son of God. I Amen. am a servant of the Most High. I I go where He tells me to go. I do what He tells me to do by His grace uh, and Amen. for His glory, and that's all. And that's everything. And I won't stop. I, I my my job is not to be afraid of of, of anything yeah. but Him, and not to and, and not to step back or step down or back down uh, in the face of, of of pain or suffering. We are we are not greater than our Master. He endured the cross. Nope. And I'm standing yep. in the shadow of his home where there is true glory and true Amen. fellowship with God and with our fellow man. That's that's how I self-identify. But you know how he got me there? He got me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get myself there. And that's, I think, the story yeah. of every every true believer. God revealed true, himself yeah. to me when I, when I was a kid. You know, my yep. parents, I, here's, here's an interesting story. I believe in destiny. I'm sure you do, too. God mm-hmm. is sovereign. He's good. And in... Yep. in um, when I was born, I was born in a hospital that my father ran in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to a mother who was a Planned Parenthood volunteer with an abortion-causing contraceptive device wrapped around my wrist at the hands wow. of a renowned abortionist named Neville Sender. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, didn't learn this. I did not learn this until my mom told me after I took the post at Compass Care Pregnancy Services 21 years ago. Oh my, you talk about imprint. See, I call that in psychological, we call that imprint. The, 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 the God of the universe imprinted on your soul, on your DNA, Jim, that I, I mean, what a beautiful story. And that had to stir you up from a young, well, hold on. You didn't know about this till what age did you find this out? At what age? I didn't, I didn't learn about this until I was 30 years old. Wow. But they were divorced and separated. So look at this. They, mm-hmm. they divorced and separated when I was, when I was young. And they, okay. the, the Lord brought them to himself separately. Mm-hmm. My mom had a Billy Graham crusade. My dad, a friend at a, at a racquetball club, shared the gospel with them. They both came to Christ. And then they, they remarried each other, which was a dream come true. Wow. And a dream come true. Wow. And, um, so, and, that's, and then I came to Christ later on as a, as in, in high school. So when when did you, the uh, when did um, the pro life, the abortion issue, uh, become the center of your focus? Was there a turning point? Was there something that happened that made this your number one calling and focus? Um, well, I remember when when my dad came to Christ, and of course he was running the hospital. And when he came to Christ, he reached out to his uh, friend at the time, Neville Sender, and asked to talk with him about abortion and about not doing abortions anymore. And that's when it kind of entered my consciousness. And uh, that's when his, his, his relationship with, uh, with the doctor ended, um, not because of my dad ended it, but because the doctor didn't want to talk about it anymore. Um, How old were you? And that's How old were you at that time? I was probably 13 or 14. Okay, cool. Keep and, going. Yeah. So, and then, but it was always, you know, it was always talked about, but I never really, you know, understood deeply understood until I understood uh, the, the principles of God, the first principle, the foundational principle about what it means to be human under God. And that was later on, uh, probably late in late in high school. Um, and mm-hmm. you know what abortion represents, it's not a, po- a political issue. It represents a fundamental misunderstanding about what it means to be human under God. Abortion is a moral cancer that has been eating away at the soul of America for these last 50 years. And it's because we don't understand what it means to be human. If we did, abortion wouldn't even be thinkable. We are all made but, in the image of God and deserve the blessing and protection from the womb to the tomb without partiality, no matter what. 
and that's the most you can't get any more defenseless I mean you can talk about someone in a wheelchair uh, they could cry out there's a lot of different ways but a womb in the womb you can't mo- get more defenseless I mean you are be- that mother is your conduit uh, that mother uh, is your only means to survive she is your life she is your God, I mean, I hate to say that, little G God, yeah. uh, and for yeah. that person who's supposed to bring you into this world and take care of you, nurture you, to absolutely decide that I don't want you because you're an inconvenience or because the way you were conceived was traumatic to me, whatever the reason, I'm not downplaying that, but there's there's bigger consequences, and uh, it just stuns me, and, and you know the book, you know, Jeremiah, you know, book of Jeremiah, when God says that, you know, I knew you before, I, I still the psalmist, I stitched you together. I, I know your strengths. I know your frame. I know what you're made of. Don't tell me who you are. I knew you before you were. And then, like you said, destiny. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. And then, of course, Ephesians 2.10, for you are God's workmanship created in advance for good works to walk through. So uh, I, I want to talk about this this bombing. We're getting ready to go to a hard break, but this bombing uh, that happened, I'd like to kind of, when we come back to break, you kind of set it up. What happened on, on June 7th? How did you, uh, you know, find out about it? And then kind of build from there, because this is a war going on. And, and you've been in this war now for over 20 years, correct? Correct. Yeah, and it's getting uglier, isn't it? Oh, uglier and uglier by the minute. And, uh, and, I, and I think I know why. I'd be happy to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to go to a hard break, but also I, I want to know that the foundational principle is what, real quick, we have about a minute left. Is that basically God's value of life? Because after the flood, people don't get this that that rainbow is not just a commitment to man, it was to all of mankind, it was to the animal life, it was to the earth. God made a covenant not, not just with man, but for all of, all of creation. So is that what you're talking about, the foundation principle? We've got about 30 seconds. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. In Genesis chapter 9, God told Noah, hey, make sure man doesn't shed man's blood because he's made in the image of God. Because he's made in the image of God. That's That's where dignity and respect comes from. Yep, and uh, there's life in the blood, and that's why God says uh, that sin, there's a cost. And the reason it's blood, because God says you've, you've been compromised, and we, blood needs to be shed. Uh, and blood is shed because there's life in the blood, and be careful what you do with life, God says. So uh, I'm excited, Jim. After the break, we're going to talk about what happened that fateful day, January 7th, and then we'll back around from there. I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking with CEO Jim Harden with Compass Care Pregnancy Services. We'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today we're talking about the culture wars. Today we're talking specifically about the battle for life. The battle to protect the most, uh, the most unprotected, uh, those in the womb. And on June 7th, I believe it was, of this year, New York Pro-Life Pregnancy Center was allegedly, quote, allegedly, like how they put that, firebombed by left-wing group investigation launched. And there's a quote here which is very powerful by the CEO. Uh, and uh, it says this, quote, this is the, this is the pro-abortion Kristallnacht. I'll have to ask him what that is, Kristallnacht. Because of this act of violence, the needs of women facing unplanned pregnancy will go unmet and babies will die. Uh, 
I wonder if the governor will veto the pregnancy center investigation bill. I wonder if Attorney General Letitia James will investigate these cowardly criminals. Harden was quoted about the incident on the company's blog. Compass Care will rebuild because women deserve better. Compass Care will not stop serving because preborn boys, boys and girls deserve protection. Amen. And with us is uh, Compass Care CEO, Mr. Jim Harden. Jim, again, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. It's my, my honor. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, very welcome. So you got to tell me, uh, first of all, specifically for our audience, uh, what does Compass Care do? And then let's go into what happened. But first, you had to be targeted for a reason. So what does Compass Care do? Yeah, Compass Care's mission is that we're a Christ-centered agency dedicated to empowering men and women to erase the need for abortion by transforming their fear into confidence. We don't believe there's a philosophical need for abortion, but a woman, when a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy, she says, I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I've got no other choice, I need yep. to have an abortion. Yep. And so what we do is we leverage all kinds of basically ethical medical care and comprehensive community support to meet every single one of her needs throughout her pregnancy and beyond to give her a vision of her future after having had a child and giving her the uh, power to say no to abortion, which she doesn't, she's got. And so it's very effective. It takes a lot of hard work. We've got a dedicated staff, and uh, it just so happens that it, it, it works. When, when a woman feels supported and secure, most of the time she goes on and she has her baby. Isn't that weird? That is the greatest threat. You're taking nothing away from nobody. All you're doing is you're giving people, and I'm going to tell you as a leadership coach, I'm just going to tell you what you're doing. You're giving people choices because, see, helpless and hopeless is depression. See, people live in helpless and hopeless, and when you're helpless and hopeless, there's no tomorrow. So you'll do whatever you need to do to survive today. But when you can have hope, hope is a forward direction. Hope says that today might suck, but tomorrow's better. And so what you're doing by giving people more choices, you're now creating hope in this woman's life. And now she's starting to consider maybe i can have this child maybe i can do this with help oh i get chills you're gonna make i make i'm crying just thinking about it brother that's what you do right <laughs> that's all we that's all we do that's all we do every day long yep. with it with every everyone that we see we give her hope we yep. give her a vision yep. we give her uh you know stability and security and all the things that she needs we walk with her we give her a community we give her yep. uh, the ability to connect, to reorient herself properly to God and her fellow man, specifically, first and foremost, to her child. And it, and it works. I mean, it, it, I'm not surprised. And it, it creates... Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's psychology 101. See, that's what's so cool. God's given me, you know, gives us all a little bit different light. You know that. Uh, and God's given yeah. me this light that I can t- I can connect the psychological, the biological, the physiological, the sociological, the theological. That's my that's my sh- bit of light. To me, it's all the same vein. People want to compartmentalize and then we have cognitive cognitive dissonance and then we want to forget what God says. See, all that's the enemy's master plan. They're called wiles. You know this. The only place we read yeah. that word the wiles of the enemy and so you're so effective you're making these people angry uh you know jane's revenge right and what's the other one ruth sent us and stuff like that but so tell us what happened now it's june 7th you is your day start normal how do you find out and just tell our audience what that day was like um well i'm gonna tell you something i never told any, i haven't told anybody but uh, my closest people and what that is mm-hmm. i woke i got a call at 30 in the morning from my regional executive in buffalo and he said uh alarms are going off and at the facility i just want to let you know i'm heading over there police and fire are have been called and i said thank you i hung up the phone my wife said who is that and i said i don't it was it was my regional executive in buffalo and she said what, what's wrong and i said i think the glass has been broken that's what i said that's what i said i don't know why i said it mm. He didn't tell me that, wow. but, I, but I think the glass has been broken. And you know what that, so I, I, I got up, it was at 3.30 in the morning. He called me back and he said, yep, we're, it's on fire. Um, you know, there's, there's the signature just scrawling of the, of the pro-abortion terrorist, Jane's Revenge was there on the graffiti, said Jane was here. And I, 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 was, I was talking to a friend and he said, this is Kristallnacht. Kristallnacht is a German word that means broken glass in the night. And, oh, and, wow. it, and it's, the wow. it's, the water, it's the watershed moment in Nazi Germany when the brown coats, brown shirts, essentially targeted Jewish businesses and went in the middle of the night, broke the glass, and lit the fires. 
That's what they did. Wow. And, and it, wow. it became the watershed moment of violence into the Jewish community because of two reasons. Number one, a lack of public outcry. And number two, a refusal on the part of the political elite to criminalize these actions and denounce the violence. And that's exactly what we're seeing in America today. This is a crime yep. wave of pro-abortion communism all across this country. And they're, they're doing this. There's a lack of public outcry and a refusal on the part of the political elite. But it's not going to stop us because we're on, we're on God's side. Yep. So what happened? Did it cause you to shut down? Is your is it still shut down? Tell us the aftermath. Uh, what's what what effects has this had on you? Yeah. So uh, we had to well we had to reroute our patients for that day uh, to Rochester, which is seventy miles away. Bit of a hardship for some of our patients. It's a good story, but I, I only I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, okay. And. The facility was basically a shambles, Uh, 25% fire damage, 100% smoke damage has to be totally gutted. We're in the process now of of rebuilding, and we're going to rebuild bigger because we we were actually getting the building a little too small for us, and we were seeing so many patients uh, that we needed needed a a bigger facility. And so the patients had to be rerouted that day. James Revenge wanted to shut us down, and they wanted us to be fearful and to not do what we do anymore, um, to not help women and soothe them in a way that helps them have their babies, and we didn't. The very next day, we were up and running in an alternate location. The very next day, Wednesday, on Wednesday. That is, that, that, is the, that is the measure of the resolve of the people of God, that their generosity and their sacrifice reflects what Jesus did for us on the cross. It's a wonderful thing to see, very encouraging. And so our patient load is back up and running. We're at full capacity right now, and we hope to be totally rebuilt in 52 days, just like the people of God rebuilt the wall in Maya's time. Amen. What about morale of your uh, staff? Are they afraid, or is there? What uh, are they more resolute? I mean, how has it affected the morale, the camaraderie? I think that everybody is bringing everybody together. Uh, You know, this kind of pressure, this kind of external um, threat, really galvanizes people. It helps them think more clearly, um, and and it helps them, uh, you know, self-reflect. Why am I doing this? And and they're doing this for all the right reasons. And though we're we're we're, the threats are increasing, um, James Revenge actually put out another communique saying that they're going to increase the the attacks on on us. And uh, it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. That was their crypt- encrypted statement. Um, so, but, there, but everybody, the morale is high. But we haven't lost a single person. Uh, nobody's been injured. And everybody keeps showing up for their shifts. And uh, we're, everybody's pulling together as a team. It is really encouraging. Um, obviously, there is some trepidation. Um, in yeah. the, but we've increased so that everybody feels a little more secure. How many patients do you normally see a day? How many women do you normally see a day? Um, we'll see anywhere up to 15 to 20 patients a day. So oftentimes we have to triple book. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And your staff, how big is your staff? Uh, paid staff for upwards of around 45, um, paid staff right now in Western New York. And that's a significant percentage of Martin. Yes. So we, you know, there's, there's a a lot going on to, to, uh, to help women have their babies. And, you know, the reason why I think this this violence is happening, Mr. Black, is because when Roe is reversed, and I hope it is, uh, the abortion industry is going to be forced to change their business model overnight. It's similar to um, the motor company being told by the government, hey, you can't have dealerships in 30 states tomorrow. That would, that would cause them to read. And uh, I think they're running scared. I think they don't know what to do. They're going to lose their multi-billion-dollar hold on the killing business, and and yeah, it's pregnancy huge. centers. Yeah, I think yep, pregnancy right. centers across this country. We're still going to have a presence in fifty states, and we've got six hundred and fifty pregnancy centers that are using our materials and our strategies right now. And we're going to give them the twenty-first century tools to reach and serve every single woman in America who's seriously considering abortion. Think about that. That is an existential threat to the abortion industry. Wow. So that's why they're so angry. That's why they're so, because this is anger. This is hatred. Uh, the chivalry went to, to have that, um, 
happiness to to see these girls, young girls, pretty women that are bragging on on film, taking abortion pills uh, and popping them, and, and they're bragging about. It. They're happy. They're gleeful. You would think they just won the lottery. You just think they just found. A, I mean, I'm stunned that it's just so in your face. And uh, I want to keep you on for the break. We're getting ready to go to hard break. Uh, afterwards, I want to talk about the, this group, and I also want to talk about the what you're running into with the government. Uh, Merrick Garland. What an interesting bird. Boy, I, I, again, whether it was right or not, I don't know. I think it was right. But uh, sure, what a blessing that he's not a Supreme Court justice. Uh, because, man, but I want to talk about Merrick Garland and the help you're getting and not getting. Because uh, based on what I read, uh, you feel like you're getting basically brushed to the side, don't you? That's exactly what we feel like. Yep. The, uh, the, the, we, have, we have seen zero federal or state law enforcement increases in protection of pro-life people and organizations. And there is, they're, not, they're not holding uh, equal protection under the law. Nope. You know, they're just nope. protecting those that happen to agree with them, and it's not right. Yeah, no, it's stunning. I didn't think I'd ever see the day. And we're going to talk about that for us because we still are God's children. And even though we're supposed to follow the laws, uh, last time I checked, one of the followers was a zealot. And I don't know, it sounds like Jim's a zealot. I'm a zealot. I'm a proud zealot, uh, just so you know. So after the break, we'll come back with Jim and we're talking about the issue of abortion. CEO, Mr. Jim Harden. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. You know, uh, let's welcome back uh, Jim Harden. Jim, again, you know, right before break, we're basically talking about culture. Let's be honest. I mean, Jim, uh, I'm 56 years old. How old are you, Jim? 49. Okay, so I'm I'm an old man compared to you, but man, this country has changed so rapidly, so rapidly. It's not we're no different than China and Russia. We have no moral high ground. Uh, we have a state-run media. Uh, we pro- persecute our our political opponents. We prosecute them. Look what, what they're doing to Trump. Whether you like the guy or not, leave him alone. Enough already. Oh my gosh. So we're, we're, we're you know I, I hate to say this, and please apologize in advance. I'm a sinner. I got this thing on Facebook from the Babylon. B. It said after Lightyear bombs, Disney quietly cancels their upcoming movie, Broke Back Woody. I mean, it's sad that you're that jokes like that are funny because yeah. it's probably going to happen. There's probably really thinking about this, but the culture now is basically if you're not progressive, you're bad, and if you are progressive, you're good because it looks like you're hitting a buzzsaw that you're not getting much help. They don't seem that interested in going after who's doing this. So tell our listeners a little bit about your run-in with government or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, I would be happy to. So again, they we have seen no no federal or state law enforcement um, adding resources to protect pro-life pregnancy centers. They're not uh, equally uh, protecting pro-life people under the law. Um, you know, these are, these are hate crimes that are being perp- perpetrated against us. They're not defined yeah. as such. Um, that they're. You know, they're, they're providing funding for private practice abortionists to increase their security. Ten million dollars in New York. They provided them. They haven't done anything for us. Wow. Um, they're, wow. Not, they're not proactively. Honestly, they are not proactively investigating these terrorist uh, attacks in the attorneys generals in any of the states, nor is Merrick Garland uh, uh, assigning resources to to investigate these pro-abortion attacks. There's been over 60 now, um, despite the fact wow. that 124 congressmen have have, requ- have requested that he that launch an investigation. He has not, um, so that that we're aware of. In, you know, these, there's no denouncement. There's no criminalization of this yeah. violence. Um, nope. And furthermore, here's here's what's interesting. Here's what's really interesting. Um, six days after we were firebombed, okay, six days, New York Governor Hochul signed a law. Investigating, get this, not the arsonists, but us, pro-life prisoners. While she's she's in the press conference, she she calls us Neanderthals. 
She labels us as subhuman. Whoa. Does that mean some dystopian kind of replay wow. of history in the 1930s? It does to yeah. me. Yeah, so it's we stunning. Systems are the enemy to that. Wow. You know what the strangest thing is? Merrick Garland is ready to call in the National Guard because the NASB says that these teacher, parent-teacher meetings get a little rough. I mean, he's, he's spying on people. It's a federal crime to protest at a Supreme Court justice house. And there's no protection. There's no one being arrested. And yet, and again, I'm not condoning. It's just the conflation's mind-boggling. January 6th, there's people that didn't do anything wrong except maybe trespass. They're still in prison. They haven't even got a hearing. They're still in jail. And I'm just yeah. stunned uh, about, uh, But and you know, brother, it's going to get worse. You know that, right? I do. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says it's yep. only going to proceed from bad to worse, And that's okay. That's okay. Yep. Because uh, God is going to give us the power. He's going to give us the protection. He goes before us and he goes behind us. He hems us in. We don't need the government. God Amen. is all we need. And we're going to keep Amen. standing for truth and doing what's right, no matter what happens. Yep. And uh, he's going to give God an opportunity to show himself strong and in miraculous ways, either by giving us miraculous courage in the face of tremendous opposition or by giving us uh, actual uh, miracles and circumstances. Amen. How can uh, listeners help? What what can we do? Uh, How can people get involved financially, personally? What, what, What would you what's your ask? What's your ask? Well, I would ask that people they that would use to pray for sure. Uh, serve definitely give certainly but most importantly prepare your hearts and minds for suffering this is not going to go away this is not going to end when roe versus Wade is reversed it's going to get more difficult and i would i would encourage people to to, to remember that jesus as you described it mr black told us so did paul the apostle yep. uh, that it's going yep. it's going to get worse it's going to get better yep. so 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 put on your helmet and uh, and keep keep moving forward and this is the issue. I mean, this is really the issue. This is next to homosexuality, LGBTQ. Uh, this issue it is a litmus test now uh, for Democrats. Uh, and there's not only Jane's Revenge, but there's Ruth Sent Me. I mean, do you, do you even know how many people are targeting you? How many different groups? Have you guys even thought about the different groups that are targeting what you do? We, we're being targeted by legislators. We're being targeted by mainstream media. We're being targeted by pro-abortion terrorists. We, we've got the biggest target on our back, and everybody's aiming for us right now. Um, but we, we have the armor of God. But the armor of God, Mr. Black, is for the front, not for the back. And if we turn around and run Amen. away, then we are we're exposed. The only time we're exposed is when we're, when we're disobedient and not following after the Lord. And so we, I pray that, that people would pray for, 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 for all of us believers who are fighting uh, in, on, on the front, that we would be faithful to the Lord and that we would be, we would be uh, cognizant of his leading and, uh, and, and, and be uh, endure, really just endure. Amen. Amen. Well, Jim, I just want to thank you so much. And one last question. I have to ask it because the story in the story. I want to get over the serious stuff first. Ten kids. Ten kids. Okay. <laughs> how? How? Why? How'd you, uh, are they all yours and your wife's uh, jointly? One at a time. Yeah. Well, they're, all, they're all ours. They're wow. all our biological children. Tonight, wow. uh, we've just been blowing the socks off of us. And, you know, well, all, it was always with fear and trepidation to have one more child. But we just wanted to, yeah. to give our lives to the Lord. And whatever he gave us, we wanted to be okay wow. with that. And he uh, blessed us. We really have a great family. Well, when I when I was reading that, I'm like, I don't know who I have more respect for because that like, you or your wife. You know, I gotta be honest with you. I thought about that for a while. Hmm. Yeah, your wife is wow. What a powerful woman. What a powerful woman. I know. Oh, incredible. That's why men don't give birth, because we'd have a whole bunch of single-child families. <laughs> you want me to do what again? What? No. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, God bless you so much. And if you need anything, you got a friend here. Let me know, okay? Thank you very much. I really appreciate you, brother. God bless. All right, mate. God bless you. Bye-bye. You know, we've been talking with uh, CEO of Compassion Care. Uh, it's Mr. Jim Harden. And Compassion Care is a pro-life medical clinic, which was firebombed uh, June 7th. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. You know, when I send out my daily blog, you know, it's a, and you can get that by going to wayofwarrior.blog, um, I, I address you in three ways. As a leader as a warrior, and as a conduit. And I always start with warrior first, because we're in a battle. 
And if you're not in the battle, then you're probably not gods. If you're not in the battle, then you're probably losing the battle. If you're not in the battle, then the cares of this world have taken over. So you've got to realize there's a battle. There are two opposing forces, only two. Don't make it more. Don't let the enemy lie to you. There's two. There's God's team and there's the other team. There, there's no race war. There's one human race. Stop it. The lies are just breathtaking. But I want you to know, technically, there are two groups of people. Call them races. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. And what are those two races? God's children and earth dwellers. That's who. Those who call God the Father Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai. They call him Abba, Daddy. And then those that call Beelzebub, Daddy. Because who's your daddy? Because we all got a daddy. And that's a warrior. And then leader. See, people are looking for someone to follow. People hate to be the first person. That's why we, uh, we, we acknowledge people like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. and Jackie Robinson and Jesus Christ and the 12 apostles. Because it's hard to be first and people are looking for someone to follow. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? And the last one is conduit. And conduit, because you're a pastor agent. You've been blessed to be a blessing to others. And so I want to consider, are you fighting the good fight? Are you working to protect the innocence of your children because the world's going for them? Because if they can get them to think the weird, nuts, um, those things that are abomination to God, if he can get, get you to think those things are normal, okay, he's got them. And so we've got to give him a five. Are you protecting the sanctity of your wedding bed? Are you keeping your mind pure? Your thoughts pure? Are you fighting for good market share? Are you fighting for a position of defense, not offense, for our Lord and Savior? Because as Mr. Harden said, you got to put on the armor of God. The armor of God serves no purpose. It's not magical armor. It's not Harry Potter world. It's real armor. you got to put it on. And the only reason you put it on is like when you carry a weapon. You only pick up that weapon if you're ready to use it. You only put on the armor of God if you're ready to fight. The battle for God. Are you ready? It's getting exciting, isn't it? It's the last inning. We're up. I wonder how this thing ends. Oh, it ends good. Go to Revelation. You'll see. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching counseling our radio show and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters